The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Welcome into episode number four of Cheers to Baseball, presented by Old Dominic here on the Atlanta Braves Radio Network. He's Chris Domino. I'm Kevin McAlpin. Yeah, it's the offseason for Braves fans, but that doesn't mean that we don't stop talking baseball coverage. Fall Classic, it's underway. We know the field, Chris. It's the surprise Arizona Diamondbacks and the Texas Rangers. Now, we're going to talk more about World Series history and some guys who never had a chance to take home a ring, but there could be some of those guys who get that opportunity this year, including a very surprising Snakes team that have run through the Dodgers, the Phillies, and now we'll try to do the same against the Texas Rangers. There are going to be guys who are going to tell their grandchildren, you know what I have? One of these, and they're going to be able to show it to them. And then if they choose to, they can tell you about Ted Williams doesn't have one of these, Ernie Banks didn't have one of these, and it doesn't necessarily make you talk. There's a chance you're always going to be a champion. They can't take it away from you. Hall of Famer is Hall of Famer. That's your first name. Champion, World Series champion becomes your first name. What you want to do with it, some guys are going to get opportunities, Kevin, on TV, maybe executive offices. There's going to be something afforded to guys because of this exposure, their ability to walk into a room someday, maybe extend their careers. Evan Longoria, he said, fellas, I want to teach you what happened in 08 to us. Let's not let that happen now. He could parlay that not only into a World Series ring, but he might parlay it that into the business world or the baseball world, this could be life-changing for some guys. really is incredible. And I think when you bring it back locally here in Atlanta, you've got guys like Ronald Acuna Jr., Ozzie Albee, some of these young players, Austin Riley, Max Fried. There's so many young guys. Look at Vaughn Grissom. He came up a couple of years ago, and he had an opportunity to play on the biggest stage. What I'm getting at is there are guys that have played their entire careers and never had that chance to have their moment or moments in October. These young guys have to feel extremely grateful that they've done something that some of the all-time great have never gotten to accomplish. I think local. Uh, I think now and now, uh, Bryce Harper, Manny Machado. Yeah. There are guys who are stars, and nobody's really sure will they get enough opportunity to be a World Series champion. There are going to be guys who are going to walk away with a lot of rings. Front office guys, personnel, people behind the scenes, analytics people, people that work in the organization. I'm always happy when somebody has the opportunity to say, "This is forever." Yeah. This is forever, and that's whatever your part might have been, big, smaller. You get to say that. I'm going to also say that I am. Part of the 1% of the 1% of the 1% who absolutely loves this World Series. You do. And I, I love it. I love it. I love the idea that 212 losses two years ago, one team went out and spent $500 million. And Again, not everybody's going to be able to do that, but they spent some money that really worked. They spent some money that didn't in Texas. I keep going back to the Arizona Diamondbacks. They had three guys making more than $10 million. Yeah. Two of them they released. Nick Ahmed, Bumgarner, gone. Cattell Marte, who I didn't know made $11 million, is the only guy making over $10 million. This is a team that had a, a negative run differential. The only other team to win a World Series, to get to a World Series, 87 Twins. They won the World Series with a, a negative run differential for 162. So I like it. I think there are storylines everywhere. My only problem is there's no hate watching. <laughs> right. There's nobody I'm rooting against. Right. And I, I always say what separates us from the animals is not thumbs. It's our ability to pick. Right. I don't like you or I like you. In this one, whether it's the Diamondbacks and Tori Lovello, who I really like the way he goes about his business 
with his players. And I love Bruce Bochy as yeah. much as anybody in baseball. So I'm watching. I'm going to be okay with whoever wins, but I don't really like that feeling. I wish I was rooting a little bit against somebody. One thing you can tell is this guy is not a TV executive because there's not a lot of TV oh, no. execs that I think were sitting around no. last week going, oh, God, Arizona and Texas, this is the matchup we want. What did I tell you? <laughs> On Monday morning when the numbers come out for the weekend, yeah. you might want to take a day or two off. <laughs> yeah, if I walked in the room and said, fellas, it's not so bad, let me tell you why. I'd either be kicked out of the room or they'd all walk out Yeah, because they'd be saying, I'd be, I'm talking nonsense. Yeah. Well, look, it's going to be a really interesting World Series. One team that expected to be there, they spent over $600 million a couple of off seasons ago to bring in the likes of Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. And another team that I don't want to say that the Diamondbacks are playing with house money because I don't think you get to a World Series. I don't think you get to this point by getting lucky. You don't uh, play with house money to this point. They have been doubted time and time again. They've answered the doubters. And I think to this point... Playing with a chip on their shoulder, I, I kind of like where Arizona is. So I, I'm not big on it because it's too overused now. This idea of receipts, everybody's keeping receipts. Arizona knows, but they didn't play well. They were 16 and 34 at one point during the season. Nobody in the history of the game has had a 16 and 34, 50 game stretch and made it to a World Series, let alone won it. So they know they weren't a great team. You can't be angry if you're them where people didn't really expect this. But I'll tell you what I think they're playing with. I don't think it's house money. I think it's bring it on. Yeah. I don't give a shit. You know, they weren't supposed to win two games in Philadelphia for 52 reasons. They didn't give a shit. Yeah. Win an inning, win a moment, hit the home run. Stop them from hitting home runs. That was a big thing. Castellanos goes cold. Turner goes cold. Next thing you know, the lineup shrinks a little bit. They took advantage of that. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if it's nobody likes us, we'll show you. I think it's more of, hey, man, Tori Lovello said something to his team before the game, and he did it. I don't know if you know Mike Hazen's story, the GM. His wife passed away, and, and he was gone from the team for a little bit. There was a chance that Baltimore was going to call him. But the way the Diamondbacks treated him and his family, he wasn't going to go anyplace. Lavulo went into an office with the assistant GM and Hazen and just said, game seven, no matter what happens, I just want to tell you, I have loved this and I love you guys. Walked into his team. I don't have a big fiery speech. I don't know what's going to happen. We control it. I just want you to know I love you guys. And it could be corny, but from what I gather, that's the type of environment it is. Can it last forever? No. Somebody's going to want more money. Guys are going to leave in free agency. Winning makes it harder to keep winning together. It's hard to get there, harder to stay. But I just like the, the, I like the vibe around both of these baseball teams. I really do. And you think about Arizona in that division yeah. with the Dodgers, yep. with the Padres, with the Giants who have not been shy. Won 101 a couple of years yeah. ago yeah. when this team was losing 100 games. Well, guess who's lapped who? Yeah. They took it down to the wire. Took it down to the wire. You know, it's you had to get in and then play. And then Texas, who stumbled and everybody said, oh, once they lost the division, that's it. They're going to have to go play those extra games. Not going to be good for them. They didn't have a problem. Yeah. Did not have a problem. It's amazing. It, it and young amazing. players who are actually, you know, yeah. Garner and Carroll and, and young play stolen bases. I saw bunts. I saw a sacrifice fly for an RBI. I saw a bunt, sacrifice bunt. I saw a hit and run. Right. I couldn't believe what I was watching. I was like 1978 <laughs> called. They said, hey, thanks for remembering us. Yeah. I, I'm interested in it. I want to see how the managers do and how the players compete. And he, this guy's been on meds for a while, too. You probably yeah, thought I'm, you were hallucinating yeah. seeing those kinds yeah, of things. Yeah, I was right? like, whoa, no, no, no. That's not. <laughs> Everybody tells me, you included, you can't bunt. Yeah, yeah, I do. Let's count the bunts, how many bunts there might be in this World Series. All right. Over, uh, two and a half. I was going to say two and a half. Two and a half is um, the over-under. I'll take the over. Sacrifice fly RBIs. 
Three and a half. Higher. Five and a half. Oh, woo. We're going to drive in guys from third base. All right. Very, very well. Okay. And we'll see who holds their water. Yeah. The other part is now that the lights are a little bit brighter, who holds their water? What's interesting, too, and, and we'll get to this list we have of, of all-time greats who have never won a World Series. What's interesting, though, is we made such a big deal out of home field advantage. Yep. How much does yep. that mean? Yep. Look at this postseason. I think it's a, it's a great example. 0-5 yeah. in elimination games at home. Whew. Unbelievable. Teams are 0-5 in, in elimination games at home. doesn't matter. No. You can win a decibel trophy. Congratulations. You're the loudest building. Congratulations. What's it get you? Not a lot. Apparently, an old five record. It got you home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It got you home. I know the two teams that are playing. Yeah. Well, listen, last time you and I got together, we brought up some names of guys who really made names for themselves with having a couple of good Bucky weeks. Bucky Dent, Bobby Richardson, yeah. Scott Brocious. Yeah. Uh, Cody freaking Ross. Marco Scudero. <laughs> yeah. yeah it was, it's, it's fabulous that the World Series... Gives you the stars are stars, yeah. but sometimes you need the, the others, and the others are really pretty fascinating this time of the year. Well, we wanted to shift gears this week and this go around and talk about guys who are some of the best of the best of the best guys that are names that you know, many of which All are in famous. Cooperstown, yeah. some who are not yet included in Cooperstown. Wanted to start out with a couple of pitchers who obviously had tremendous careers. Hall of Fame careers, some of the most wins all time. One guy you and I got to know very well working here at the Braves Radio Network was our very own Don Sutton, of course, uh, known for his time with the Dodgers, uh, played with a number of different ball clubs. So, Chris, 324 lifetime wins. He's got a ring from Cooperstown, but Don finished his career without a World Series ring. That, to me, is surprising when you think about just how darn good that guy was every five days. Well, he missed out in 66. You know, that was the point. You know, you have a shot once in a while, and... And if it doesn't go your way, you don't know if you're ever going to go back. Young guy on the staff had an opportunity. Koufax last year, they don't win. Don Sutton goes to the Hall of Fame and unfortunately passes away without knowing what it's like to be on the other side of that velvet rope. Yeah, it really is amazing. When you think about the rotations he was a part of mm-hmm, as well, sure. uh, with Drysdale and with Koufax and that, that that lineup he had behind him. People don't remember he had a chance in Milwaukee too. Yeah. Very late in his career. He bookends it with a chance to really – maybe have it happen and it didn't happen for him. You're not guaranteed it. I mean, that's what we're going to find out as we go through this list. And I think that's the one thing where when you are a young player, you get to that point, you get to the mountaintop. I don't know that guys appreciate it as much as they should when they have a situation where they don't, you know, end up winning a World Series ring. Yeah. Um, and again, you can go to the Hall of Fame and that's they give you a ring for that. Yeah. But I, I'm not telling you guys wouldn't take the Hall of Fame over a championship ring, but... There was that moment where you'd like to be able to sit down at the table at Cooperstown or at some event and just go, oh, yeah, by the way, here it is. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, Don obviously is a part of a couple of pitchers we wanted to talk about, including Phil Necro, who a uh, Hall of Famer, many uh, years here with the, the Braves, 328 all-time, or rather 318 wins all-time. His number hangs from the rafters. But, again, another guy who pitched, what, 20-some-odd years for his big league career, but he ended up never winning a World Series ring as well. Bounced around a little bit more than people know. Had a chance with the Yankees. Um, but the idea that not getting there and not having an opportunity to show, it would have been interesting. Uh, look, I, I've said it before. He's my favorite bar guy <laughs> that I've ever been around. As good a storyteller as you're going to get. Um, funny. Uh, you know, I he respected the game. Uh, I think he appreciated not only his career, but his life. That's a guy who was you know, coming from a country where it could have been working in the mines. Uh-huh. People forget that he was in that age where we're talking about in his hometown, 
in Ohio. He could have been working in a mine or doing something else. Baseball got him and his brother out, and he always appreciated that. Yeah, he really did. And obviously, one of the uh, great personalities well, as the game, after he retired, he spent a lot of time around the organization. Heck, we saw him at Brave Spring Training over the years. He would always uh, like to mix it up with the fans. He, you want to talk about characters, too. I don't think people realized how funny of a guy Nuxie was. Tremendous. <laughs> he had so many bad jokes, but the ones that hit, absolutely hit, and he didn't care. He thought all of them were great, Yeah, which is always funny when a guy – he sells it like it's great. The other part about him, he, he stayed in Georgia, lived in the Flowery Branch area, and you just find him fishing, and he had you know his grandchildren. He really enjoyed sort of what was happening in his life and, and what it afforded him. Yeah, no question about it. Hey, Chris and I need to get a cocktail, though. In the meantime, we'll be back after this. We'll continue with our list of all-time greats who have never won a World Series. We're back after this on Cheers to Baseball, presented by Old Dominic. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Welcome back to episode number four of Cheers to Baseball, presented by Old Dominic. He's Chris Domino. I'm Kevin McAlpin. We are talking all things World Series, including, Chris, guys who have never had a chance to win on the biggest stage. We already touched on some of the pitchers, our very own Don Sutton and Phil Necro. Let's take it to the other side of the coin, the catchers, and I think probably the biggest name of all to never get that World Series ring, Mike Piazza, 12 times an All-Star, of course, played on both coasts in Los Angeles and in New York. Hard to believe he's another one of those guys. When you think about some of the teams he was a part of, some of the moments he had in his career, he never took down one of those rings as well. Yeah, he had a Subway Series chance. Look, he could have been, you know, if the Mets beat the Yankees in a World Series, it would have been bigger than the Red Sox. The series might not have been as good. It wouldn't be bigger than the Miracle Mets because if you were old enough, but there was a generation of Mets fans who had waited 14 years, and all of a sudden you go, we have a Subway Series. Yeah. And if you if you beat the Yankees, you become, ask the Brooklyn Dodgers. They beat the right team finally. We'll talk about Campanella in a second, who, thank God, does have his ring. But Piazza, Hall of Fame offensive player, 
the banging on him for his defense, what the hell. There's nobody who would have said, I don't want Mike Piazza catching for my baseball team for about an eight to ten year stretch. Yeah, no question about it. And that's, that's sort of how you view these guys, a, a decade worth of, of dominance. And I think that in his time, it was probably him and Pudge Rodriguez. Those were the two main guys, wouldn't you say? Yeah, he's the – look, there's no – everybody knows what Johnny Bench did. Again, a guy with a couple of rings, so he doesn't have to fit into this category. But he was the best offensive catcher that we have seen. It was in the era of offense, so we'll sort of play that up. Yogi Berra doesn't have to apologize. And speaking of Yogi, most decorated on-field player, catcher who didn't have to have this moment, Roy Campanella, it, it, believe me, when you talk to people on that Dodgers team, in 55, thank God that group, very beloved, but they needed the World Series to take it to another level. Dem bums. Campanella got his. Bench got his. When you talk about the guys who didn't, the Subway Series really could have made him a little bit of that Look, you can do it in the biggest moments in New York, and that's always been a conversation about who steps up in that city. No question about it. Moving on to first base, Jeff Bagwell, of course, in Cooperstown, 449 career home runs, but another guy who has to be sitting around wondering what could have been over the course of his career. Well, think about the Atlanta Braves ties because the Braves got him a few times, and then they finally got the Braves. Yeah. They had their moment. They had their chance. You give up uh, you know, a home run uh, in a game, and all of a sudden you find yourself going, what just happened? Well... We're not in this series anymore. Yeah. It's you can be great, you can have individual numbers, but again, when ask these guys would they trade a couple of hundred home runs for a World Series ring, there's a chance that they would. Part of that killer bees group, of yeah. course, with Biggio and Bagwell and Berkman. That that's a lineup, especially when this guy came up to the plate. I don't know about you. Every time I saw this guy, I was like, Oh Lord, there's a chance that this game goes sideways quick. We just gotta mention we didn't mention like the seven day stint in Florida for <laughs> right. Mike Piazza. This guy was traded by the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. Now, he hit in a big-ass building for a while. Remember, this guy played in the Astrodome yeah. before they got the friendly. You imagine this guy in Fenway? Imagine Seriously. him in Minute Maid Park, aiming for those Crawford boxes? But, but imagine yeah. him in Fenway if he had stayed in Boston. It's one of the – I think it was Larry Anderson. I don't know why I think that was the deal. It was. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, but, yeah, he did work in a big building first. He had a couple opportunities. There were a couple of really good teams in the late 90s. Uh, into the 2000s for Houston, but they couldn't get to the World Series and get it done. Yeah, speaking of great teams, the guy we're talking about now, Rod Carew, seven batting titles. Of course, at second base, he's a guy that accomplished so much over the course of his career. He goes into Cooperstown, but uh, I'm Walked sure into Cooperstown, literally, right? <laughs> he didn't have to bat. He didn't climb through a window. No, no, they were set to put him in. Yeah, and and again, a multi-layered career, uh, Midwest to California. The Angels is where he's most noted. Uh, a guy who changed positions, made an all-star at a couple of different positions. We'll, you know, we'll talk about another guy in the outfield who didn't win a World Series ring, but it's amazing that you can have, you know, Wade Boggs got his. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about guys who in the 70s into the 80s were those types of hitters. Boggs got his with the New York Yankees, a little bit strange. Carew doesn't really get as many opportunities as he would have liked. Well, we talk about all-time great hitters. You talk Ted Williams, you talk about Tony Gwynn. We'll Unusual. get to those guys coming up. Unusual. This dude's one of the all-time greats. Oh, this, this, this guy was a clinic. <laughs> It was a clinic. You know, Tony, you know, the five-hole thing is, you know, the five-and-a-half-hole thing is, is something with Tony. But th this guy is – he could do what he wanted with a baseball bat. Yeah. You know you, you know, a guy's a good hitter? When they foul off, you're a good pitch. You yeah. know, I know I, I don't want to be 0-2, so I'm going to – I'll do 0-2 on my term. And I'm going to realize I'm going to let you know that I can I can do what I want. I can do what I want. And, and I'm going to wait for you to make a mistake. These guys waited for people to make mistakes. Yeah, they certainly did. And even if it wasn't a mistake, this guy really would make you pay. Again, seven batting titles. And an interesting life story on top of everything else. We joke about it. He was the one born on a train. Yeah. 
uh, came to the States and, and became a Hall of Famer. Named after the doctor That's who correct. delivered him Rodney. as well. That's correct. You may have heard Domino mention that a few yeah. times on the air. Hey, taking it across the diamond over to the hot corner. One guy, he's not in Cooperstown yet. I feel like another guy who's going to be a shoe-in, Adrian Beltre. 21 seasons in the big leagues, 477 career home runs. One of the great third basemen of the last couple of decades. This dude was an absolute baller. So the third base spot, I think it's still the least represented, even though Scott Rowland just got in. Um, but you had guys like Eddie Matthews. He gets his in 57. Schmidt gets his. Chipper gets his. Um, the George Brett one is the other one that's really interesting because you talk about the Denkinger thing and, and how what a fine line it is for maybe being a champion. And at that point, while there were storylines and umpires and plays and catches and was it this or was it that, once you get it, you get it. They can't take away your hall. They can't take away your hall of fame status. Well, I guess maybe they can. Roberto Alomar's in a little bit of trouble, <laughs> but they can't take away your championship status. Right. As long as you keep your nose clean, you can play this. This guy, he got better as he got older. Yeah. And that's a little bit freaky. And look, suspicions and everything else. This this guy, if you plug him in the middle of the lineup, you knew what you were going to get. Character too. Oh, clubhouse guy. <laughs> you know, a lot of people said get him around. I, two two or three years ago. I really pitched. I said, this guy, I don't know what he's going to do, but I would love to have him here. Yeah. That was before the Ozuna thing and everything else. I said, I think I'd like this guy around this young core of players. Didn't need him. The Braves won the World Series in 2021. But I thought in 20, that was the year that I think he was a free agent. I said, I wouldn't mind if this guy showed up here. Love when he moved the batting circle over, yeah. the on-deck circle yeah. over. It's one of those great moments. Obviously, it got him run out of a ball game. Hey, speaking of guys that had an unbelievable Hall of Fame careers, weren't always on the best of teams, and that's probably putting it very uh, mildly for a guy like Ernie Banks. Two MVPs, 14 All-Stars, but still another guy who never really had that big opportunity in October. You know, and a lot of it was day baseball in Chicago, and I've talked to enough guys where it's not an excuse. It wore you out. Middle of the summer, heavy-ass wool uniforms. Um, you know, you just, you're fired up after a game. You don't really, it's just tough. It was tougher for those guys. I believe that. Now you had a Hall of Famers. You know, you got Ron Santa, you got Billy Williams, you got Fergie Jenkins, you got this guy. It's a list of a team that, you know, we talk about underachieving teams if if the word is fair. That's a team that should have found their way. Remember, though, you had to for a lot of years win the league. And then once divisional play started, 69, they started it off as poorly as possible when the Mets chased them down. Yeah. That year in 69 was their best chance. They would have had to beat the Braves. Don't know if they would have done it. Uh, but when they lost in 69, it seemed like a lot of air was taken out of their tires. We were at Wrigley, I don't know, six, seven years ago. He was out there during batting practice, pulling kids onto the field, hitting them ground balls, working with them, letting them swing a bat. It's just one of, one of the all-time really good guys. Yeah, we, we talk about fan bases that go, oh, we could have. They thought in 69 they could have beaten Atlanta. They could have beaten it. Uh, the Baltimore Orioles because the Mets beat the Baltimore Orioles. And then what happens is you got to remember, you had the Dodgers in the 60s. Uh, you had Cincinnati coming up, Pittsburgh coming up. So all of a sudden it became tougher yeah. to be a, a participant in the World Series in the Chicago Cubs. We know what, what their drought was. Well, speaking of droughts, Seattle Mariners went through one of the longest ones. They snapped that last year, 20-plus yeah. years without getting into the postseason. And a guy like Ken Griffey Jr., who, you know, look, made his name in Seattle, spent some time in Cincinnati as well. I don't think that'll really be remembered very fondly on the back of his baseball reference page, but uh, all another guy that uh, unbelievable statistics over the course of his career, 10 gold gloves, 13 all-star appearances, but still never uh, took home the elusive World Series title. Yeah, and they had that 116-win team, yeah. that team. You know, you talk about Randy Johnson, Alex Rodriguez, this guy, and Edgar Martinez, you had Hall of Famers. Same like the Cubs, you go, why not? Well, it's not easy. This shit is hard. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that has to come into play to win. And and you can be the best team. They 
you know what you never want to be? You never want to be the best golfer and never won a major. You never want to be the team that won the most games in a regular season and didn't win. They, they have to live with that. Uh, he went to Cincinnati because the idea was we'll build around him. Going home and everything else, it was a great story, but it didn't turn out to successful either. No, it didn't. And again, for all that he accomplished, to me, probably one of the coolest things, playing in the same lineup with your old man, oh, yeah. hitting a home run in the same game as your dad. That like that, and that's just, that, that's something you can't, I mean, that, that's, that's unbelievable. That's stupid is what that is. <laughs> stupid. You know. <laughs> uh, but again, he didn't. He would have been perfect personality in the World Series. Yeah. You, oh, he was. Look, he's one of the originators. It wasn't necessarily a bat flip, but it was a hat backwards. He's sort of the beginning of when it changed to be able to have a personality on a baseball field. Yeah. He is definitely a part of that. Well, this guy never wore his hat backwards. We know Ted Williams and his career it speaks for itself. And you think about the years that he missed in the prime of his career. And I wouldn't say missed, the years that he gave Five and a half to seasons. military service. And one of the all-time great players, but one of the all-time great fighters, pilots as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy who wrote a book about him and John Glenn. Um, he was his wingman for a while. I'm actually going to be sitting down with him. You know Joe Poznowski? Yeah, sure. So Joe's written a book, and another gentleman, Andrew, a local guy in Atlanta, has written a book about Glenn and Williams' relationship. Uh, it's really interesting because, you know, I had a chance to speak to him. He he had flaws. He said I was a dad and everything else. I wasn't. But his goal of, you know, I want to walk down. That's a real thing. I want to walk down the street someday, and I want people to say, there goes Ted Williams, the greatest hitter ever. Again, when you only have one opportunity to win the World Series because the Yankees were in the way, uh, the Indians were in the way. You go away for five and a half seasons. Your team's not going to be as good. He just didn't have enough. And and in the World Series they're in, there's a, you know, Enos Slaughter, and you just go, okay, well, that didn't work. <laughs> I, and we think we'll be back. It's yeah. that Dan Marino syndrome. If I get there once, I think I'm going to go back. And then you don't. One thing this game shows you, and it proves to you year in, year out, time and time again, nothing's guaranteed in this game. You can have the greatest season, which is why I think you appreciate teams that are consistent, that are those ones oh, yeah. for a decade, that are the ones that are going to the post. But again, if you run into a Tigers team that's good in the 40s, if you run into the Yankees team that's great in the 40s into the 50s, you're going to end up being burned sometimes. Yeah. Well, speaking of great, uh, I don't think it gets a whole lot better than Tony Gwynn and uh, the course of the, the, the career that he had. We talk about great hitters. To me, it's Ted Williams. It's Rod Carew, usual. usual, and it's this guy, Tony Gwynn. And I think of all the stats that stand out, yeah, the the, the, the batting titles are one thing, mm -hmm. but what, 424 strikeouts, or is it 434? For the course of his career, I mean, think about that. That's two and a half years for guys these days. Yeah. Adam Dunn said, oh, that's funny. <laughs> two years I can do that. Right. <laughs> uh, couple of Mickey Tettleton. It does. So here's what I, and, and again, I've said it before, I'll say it again. He's my favorite non Atlanta player ever yeah. in terms of giving his time and thoughtfulness. And if you go back, and I don't know if people YouTube or not, we'll go down a rabbit hole. He has conversations with Musial, with Ted Williams about hitting. And it's like it's 101. It's technical. Ted gets a little bit technical. But he talked about, there's a thing, in, he coached college baseball. He loved yeah. baseball so much, he went back to coach it. He was talking about people talk about the barrel head. And he does a video where he goes, no, 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 it's the knob. Uh -huh. You got to get the knob. And I was like, What? Huh? And then he's asking questions of 18 to 22-year-olds to make sure they understand it. Not everybody's going to be able to do it. You're Tony Gwynn. You, you know, you're a freak. Go look at his numbers against the greatest pitchers of the generation. Yeah. C3 Atlanta Braves. Yep. They had no success against this guy. Glavin uh, Maddox finally said, look, with a guy like this, you throw it down the middle of the plate, you hope you get lucky. Yeah. Because I'm tired of trying to goof <laughs> around with him. Exactly right. I and said, he's winning the battle. Yeah. At some point, I just have to concede. Here it is. I think it was, what, two or three strikeouts between those three guys combined. Yeah.
Might have been Maddox, too. I'd have to look those numbers up. So those are the guys, and there were more, by the way. Sure. Mike Messina and others who don't have a World Series ring. Yeah. You go back to the, the Ty Cobb days and the Luke Appling days, uh, there are a lot of Hall of Famers that don't have a World Series ring, and it's just it just goes to show you, no matter how many wild cards, divisions, change this, TV, 162 from 154, all that other stuff, at the end of the day, if you get an opportunity, you better savor it. If you don't, you sort of weep a little bit internally. Yeah, you think about the guys like Harmon Killebrew, Carl Yastrzemski, George oh, yeah. Sisler, Ichiro Suzuki, another guy who had just, I mean, the number, 2,602 hits here, 1,278 before he came to the United States. Carlton Fisk. Yeah. Jim Rice. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's littered, the game's greatest players that don't have a ring. Really? And in basketball, it's more of a thing because guys joke about it. Barkley has made the not having a ring thing a conversation. You know, Kenny Smith, not the player that Barkley was, he's got two. You know what he says to Charles? You sit over there. <laughs> and, and I do think at the Sunday night dinner at the Hall of Fame, I'm sure there have been moments when the wine has been poured or the, the old Dominic's has been poured and all of a sudden people start busting balls about this is the World Series table. Yeah. Mm, you 20 minutes, come on back, but we got World <laughs> Series shit to talk about here. Wouldn't you love to just be a fly on the wall? Well, I said that would be the occasion. Yeah. That would be. I want the Sunday night dinner. I, 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 listen, commissioner of the, I want to be commissioner for a couple of reasons. The biggest one is because I think you're allowed in that room for a little bit. You do. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I want to be commissioner for Sunday night at Cooperstown. Yeah. Be pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, listen, that's a great list, and uh, it's been a lot of fun to look back on some of these moments. We'll continue doing this yeah. throughout the course of the offseason. Of course, we'll recap the World Series. If you have to look into your crystal ball, I'm sure you're leaning the way yeah. I am. I'll let you have the floor first. Which direction are you leaning? In a world where you're supposed to say they're better, I think we're not in that world with the Arizona Diamondbacks. I know Texas is better. I just think Arizona doesn't care. Your place, my place. Let me, you know, again, 166 home runs during a season. They'll, f I think they feel that they can find a way. They're not going to beat this team because they're better. They could beat this team because they have better moments. So you're going, you're going Arizona. I like Maybe. Texas. I like Texas, but I think it's going to be better than people think. All right. I'm going to go Rangers in six. Okay. I, I'm with you. I think the fact that Arizona has won those games on the road, they've proven that yeah. they're not going to be overwhelmed by the moment. Hell, they did something the Braves couldn't do. Let's win two games in the postseason in Philadelphia. Unfortunately, that's why they are moving on, and we're sitting here wondering what could have been for this Braves ball club. And let's find out again. It's going to be a small sample size. What happens with the home teams? Yeah. Do the home teams actually because – and tickets are – did you see the price of tickets? Uh. It's not going to parlay to TV. This is expensive. Really? Oh, Arizona and Texas have driven up these ticket prices. It's $1,900 uh, in Arizona. 1600 plus in Texas Wow, for an OKC. So, again, I don't think it's going to parlay to TV viewership, but I do know the cities are excited. Snakes alive. That's what we saw when they were in Philadelphia. The fans have, uh, have obviously had a lot to be excited about in Arizona. Same can be said about in Arlington as well. Should be a fun World Series. And if you need some refreshments to Ooh. stock up on to watch, maybe it's college football. Maybe it's, it's the, Let's get to the fall yeah. temperature yeah. especially because it's right around the corner now. Yeah, yeah. It's coming here in Atlanta next week and okay. wherever you might be. Yeah. You want to talk about just having a nice sipping experience? You can absolutely do that. Um, don't tell Chris. I'm going to take this toddy uh, <laughs> <mix> home <laughs> for some uh, Halloween uh, college football. Adult this Halloween. Weekend. That's right. I love adult <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> we're going to throw it on the golf cart, and we're going to get after it here this week. Partner, feel better. Yeah, thank I know you. You've been through the ringer, man. Yeah, yeah, Good yeah. Lord, yeah, a little bit of time. We're both going through it here, but I guess it's better to happen in the off season. Yeah. Although you don't have an off season. This is yeah. There's no off season for Chris Domino. Yeah, no. It's just <laughs> it's uh, like a tank. Just keep going forward.
We will keep. I don't, I don't go as forward as fast as I used to. <laughs> Takes a little bit more effort, but just go forward. No doubt about it. Once again, big thanks to old Dominic. Make sure you are following all of our coverage. We'll do these once a week. Talk about the World Series, and we'll see if we're right. And, of course, we'll continue talking about some of the legends of October baseball. I want to thank John Petrini, who's actually here behind the scenes every once in a while. You couldn't do this. I couldn't do this. I want to thank John for absolutely helping to put this together. As you said, thank old Dominus for being a part of this. I'm really, really looking forward to having some buddies over for college football the rest of the season, a little bit of World Series, and certainly what's going to go on this winter. It's going to do it for us. He's Chris Domino. I'm Kevin McAlpin. We'll see you next week for Episode 5 of Cheers to Baseball, presented by old Dominic. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.